Weekend mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen. Replay from Money FM 89.3. Beautiful places with Neil Humphreys on Weekend mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen on Money FM 89.3. Neil, our beautiful place today is, uh, you know, I hate to use the word, but it is iconic, an iconic spot on Santosa Island. Glenn, I'm in black. I'm in black (laughs) because I'm in mourning. Many people are mourning this, what you're about to talk about. I was stunned because the the Santosa Merlion, many people, if not nearly every single person Mm. listening right now, has (laughs) visited at some point. Indeed. It's going. October the 20th is the very last day. The Sentosa Development Corporation have announced that they will demolish the iconic tallest merline in Singapore. Obviously, it's not the only one. Mm. To make way for what is called a Sentosa Sensory Scape. We need to work on our names for our tourist attractions. We definitely need an acronym for it, though. Yes, the SS is not a good acronym. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, they're building the SS. The The SS Sentosa? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, the SS Sentosa is is basically a thoroughfare bridge that is going to connect Sentosa currently, as we know it, to Pulau Brani Mm. as the port increasingly moves away. Uh, so they're going to connect two islands, essentially. So, yes, it'll be wonderful for future tourists after 2022. But there's a bit of sadness there. In yeah. fact, there's even been a petition. I don't know how, how many people are on this petition. And I don't suspect anyone will pay any attention uh, to the suspicion. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Uh, commerce will come first. But, you know, there's something about that Merline. It was built in 1995, only one year before I arrived. And my late father-in-law may he rest in peace, developed a slightly pathological obsession with that merline, oh, my friend. Every time he came to Singapore, and he used to come once every year, once every two years, he had to go up that merline. Even I was fed up with it by the end. You know, I must have been up <laughs> that thing about easily seven or eight times. Mm. He liked it because it was relatively cheap, mm. and he's a cheap guy. And, um, you know, so I think it's about seven bucks, seven and a half bucks, something like that, to go to the top. You do get a very nice view at right. the top of that merline, especially if you go at sunset. Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. But the last time we went was 2005, and I remember it vividly because 2005, Glenn, was the massive makeover for Sentosa. Oh, right. Just before RWS. Yep. When effectively, it really was a building site. Yep. But the... The Merline stood tall stood ab- proud. above the building sites of Sentosa. And we went up there. We was the only people who went up there. And I think even the, the girl on the counter was like, why? Why are you bothering? There's nothing to see except building sites. I'm like, it's my father-in-law. He loves the place. We get to the top, and I've never forgotten this. Sun's going down. We turn to our right, which is now the, the Sentosa Express Station. Yep. And was being built at that time. And we saw half a dozen semi-naked South Asian construction workers, <laughs> God bless them, hanging out their underwear on the building site that was fenced off. Oh, it was fenced off. But you could see it. You could from see above, it you could see it. From the top of the merline. So I said, there you go, father-in-law. Help yourself. There's a dozen half-naked Bangladeshi men for you to enjoy. Uh, that's funny. Well, you know, the, uh, we've been up there, you know, quite a number of times. I have to say, I probably have not been up there in, in the last 10 years. 
years or so. Um, but we will definitely go up again, obviously, before the, the mid-October when it's, it's coming up. But the thing that really struck me was, you know, this news was just kind of announced earlier this week. Mm. And already it's like you've got till the end of October and it's done. Like there's, there's, no, there's no romance about this at all. No. You know, as you mentioned, they, they got a plan and they're working it. And, and one of the sad elements, although the Merlion is nice itself, but that walkway that's right alongside of it, which is that beautiful fountain with all the, mosa- the mosaics and stuff. And I used to take my kids there when they were young, and they used to love that darn fountain. We'd walk the whole length of it down toward um, toward Siloso Beach. And, and, you know, they would just play and splash the whole way down. And up, it's my understanding that that will be taken out as well. And, and that, you know, it's just kind of sad because that, that, to me, is is also iconic uh, yeah. for that part of Santosa, that beautiful, I don't know, it's kind of a Dali-esque or... Yeah, the Merlin's tail. Yeah. yeah. I'm so glad you so, brought that up uh, because... And I'm sad to see that go. I'm so glad you brought that up because it sums up in many ways all, sadly, that is wrong with what some people may call a nanny state culture and coupled with this constant need for upgrading, renovation, commercial interest and so on, which I understand and I do get... You're absolutely right. Even me and my wife, when we were young, young, younger, in our 20s. <laughs> young at heart. <laughs> we would splash through that thing yeah. on our hands and knees from top to bottom. Occasionally, we'd get the odd scratch, yeah. such is life, on the little mosaic tiles. But on a hot day, is perfect, Glorious. right? Glorious. Perfect. But then a few years ago, they closed it down. It's still there, the, uh, but you can't go in it anymore. Oh, is that right? There are signs up everywhere. Oh, do not get bad. wet. Do not step inside <laughs> because I suspect one or two tourists got cuts or something. Yeah, yeah. So there's that nannying mentality yeah. coming in. So it, it was that thing that I've written about so many times in Singapore. Look, don't touch. Mm. We will build, but we don't necessarily trust you to use it properly. Mm. And it was the same with that Merlin's tail. It was so wonderful. You're right. You would see toddlers, young at heart, uh, mm. elderly, aunties, all splashing through that on a hot day. So, yes, that will go. The Merlin will go. I do think it's slightly sad. Um, it will spare me the conversation that every parent in Singapore has had at some point. I remember the first time I took my daughter, I had the conversation that everybody has. How did the Merlin come to be? <laughs> Who is the Merlin's parents? And I had the whole, right, okay. Well, what happened was, my story was, there was this really pretty mermaid on Soloso Beach. Uh, and a lion came past and he was in a very frisky mood. Oh, gee. And what happened was they had a fun time together. And then that's the result. <laughs> the Merlin, this vomiting Neil, Merlin hybrid. It's so much easier than that. You just say, well, son, well, daughter. Uh, here's the number for the STB, Singapore Tourism Board. Just call them. They'll <laughs> yeah, tell you how them. it came together. <laughs> tell them what freak came up with this. But you know what I like about the Merlin? It's completely wrong. Everything about the Merlin is wrong. And I like it in Singapore when things are wrong. You know, not everything is over, over micromanaged, over analyzed. And I'll tell you why it's wrong. Two when, reasons. When the Merlin was initially commissioned, Singapore, historically, was still perceived to be a fishing village, Ah. hence the fishing, you know, mermaid uh, representation symbolism. Historians have now completely debunked Uh. that sort of historical myth. It shows that Singapore in the 14th century was actually a thriving harbour. So that's the first mistake. It wasn't a fishing village, and therefore the the mermaid (laughs) uh, symbolism is redundant. The second thing everybody knows the famous prince, Sang Nila Utama, 
came to Singapore, didn't he? Thought he saw a lion, hence the name Lion City, Singapore in Sanskrit. And as we know, there were never, ever any lions in Singapore. So it's based on a fishing village, which we wasn't, and a lion, which it wasn't. It was a tiger. <laughs> so two mistakes gave birth to the merlion. And I love that. Absolutely love yeah. it. You know, and, and look, we, we don't need to wax too, uh, too much on this because I think we all get it. But this, this brings to my mind another thing that I saw, which is, you know, first of all, when is Singapore ever going to be done? Never. When are we going to be done with the construction? Never, never, never. But secondly, in my neighborhood on East Coast, um, Rams on Ramsgate, one of the streets, Ramsgate. My mom's town in they, England. They yeah. have uh, every, see all roads lead back yeah. to Neil Humphreys, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but it's um, it, it's a street that used to be all the old nineteen uh, early twentieth century um, uh, homes. Seaside homes, yeah, beachfront right? properties, beachfront yeah. property, and they're they're beautiful. They're that old atop style. They're raised off the ground, and another one was demolished last week to make way for a, what I'll call a McMansion. You know, lot line to lot line, massive yeah. house, and it just. I took pictures, and I'm going to post it on social media. It just makes me so sad that these beautiful old houses that you know the owners can't be a little more creative and in, in maybe building up a newer structure around it or adjacent to it to make it work, but to keep the original structure. A, a few a few owners have done that in the neighborhood, and they've they've done a great job of having a modern new structure right next to the original structure, and and keep that. But you know we're losing so much of this heritage, um, and uh, you know of course key structures have been saved and down in in the Padang and that area. But we're just, you know, on a daily basis, the neighborhoods are just changing so much. And I guess that's the story of Singapore. And people have a right to do with their property what they want to. They bought it, whatever. But um, I just hate to see these old houses. No, I I agree. And the sad thing is, and I can prove it with one of my books, I'm not sure. And look, if you're listening and you disagree, please call in or message us. I'm not sure enough Singaporeans agree with that sentiment, mm. sadly, because mm. I wrote a book, Saving a Sexier Island, which championed 50 key sites, heritage locations in Singapore that I believe should be saved. Mm. Several of them have already gone. Yeah. Uh, more will follow. And there's not the kind of outrageous protest you get which you sometimes get if Hello Kitty dolls run out <laughs> or if coffee goes up 10 cents. Or if your Huawei phone isn't available. Yes, or if the, yeah, exactly. Or the phone special offer ends, you know, unfortunately. Yeah, so, yeah. yes, there are some people petitioning for the, the Merlion to be saved, but I don't necessarily see the outrage that I saw when a cheap phone deal yeah. expired. So kind of, is it, is it, which came first, chicken or the egg? Sure, you know, there's an element sure. there that I'm not sure we have enough hardware well, to save our hardware. But look, October the 20th, everyone's got a memory there. Sento's a Merlin. Get down there. Get down I'm, there. I'm actually yeah. going tonight. Oh, great. My mother-in-law is there. Oh, We're nice. going to pay a nice tribute to our father-in-law. So go. if you go down to the Merlin tonight, I'll be there. Um, and get down there. You know, we don't have many tourism icons, but the Merlin is one of them. And you've got until October the 20th. Our beautiful place today, the Merlin on Sentosa. Thank you, Neil. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.